0: and welcome to A is for Agrimony, Coffee Stained Notes on Witchcraft. I am your hostess with the gnosis, an intro that I've already used once before, and I couldn't come up with anything better this time around, Margot, And today we are picking back up with the Daily Magic series with Monday Magic and the Moon. We're getting right back to it today, but before we dive in, I want to quickly recap the Daily Magic series so far. So, Daily planetary magic is a practice that incorporates and influences the energies associated with the seven classical planets, the Sun, the Moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn, into daily rituals, spellwork, or personal intentions. Each planet is believed to possess unique qualities and correspondences that can be utilized for various purposes. These seven classical planets and their associated influences? well. So far, we've covered Friday, which is associated with Venus. Venus embodies love, beauty, harmony, and attraction. It is associated with romantic relationships, self-love, creativity, and abundance, and engaging with Venusian energy can help foster love and compassion, enhance artistic pursuits, and attract positive relationships or financial opportunities. Then we moved on to Saturday, which is associated with Saturn. Saturn embodies discipline, structure, patience, and wisdom. It is associated with boundaries, karmic lessons, and long-term goals. And incorporating Saturn energy can help establish discipline, promote organization, provide guidance in facing challenges, and aid in manifesting long-term goals. And finally, we hit Sunday, which is associated with the sun. The sun represents vitality, creativity, leadership, and self-expression. It is associated with success, abundance, and personal power. Uh, And incorporating sun energy into daily magic can help boost confidence, promote positivity, and enhance personal goals and ambitions. And now we have arrived at... Monday, which is, of course, associated with the moon and all its emotions, intuition, cycles, and psychic abilities. The moon is associated with healing, fertility, dreams, and the subconscious mind. And working with lunar energy can enhance your intuition, promote emotional well being, and aid in divination or spiritual practices. We will be moving on to Mars, Mercury, and then finally the grand finale, which is. Jupiter. But until then, to practice daily planetary magic, you can align your intentions, rituals, or spell work with the specific planetary energy of the day. And on a given day, you can focus on rituals, meditations, affirmations, or spells that resonate with the planetary energy of that day. You could also go a little further to incorporate corresponding colors, crystals, herbs, planetary sigils, or invocations to align with the desired planetary influence. And remember, these associations are based on traditional Western occult practices, which may not be for everyone. It's important to let personal cultural traditions and beliefs, personal intuition, personal experience, and experimentation take the driver's seat when exploring and developing your own daily planetary magical practice. So Monday and the moon... So this is an episode that has had a lot of its material covered um, already because I published a moon magic episode a while back. I believe it was episode 10, actually. So a lot of the details about the lunar influences on magic and various ways to honor and work with the moon has been discussed. I'll still cover the important bits here because why not? But for this reason, we are going to focus on Monday particularly as well as its connection to the water element and the types of practices that can be assisted by some juicy Monday energy. Juicy. That was weird. So, Monday is the moon's day and is ideal for lunar magic. We know that. And because the moon rules over magic and witchcraft, Monday's inherent energy is excellent for any kind of spell work or especially divination. The moon, and Monday by association, reigns supreme over divination and psychic abilities, making Monday the perfect day for exercises and practices that enhance or strengthen those abilities and skills. For these same reasons, Monday is also ideal for dream spells or working in the realm of lucid dreaming and prophetic dreams. Creativity and fertility are also ruled by the moon, both literally and metaphorically. Monday is also considered the first working day of the week in many areas of the world. So even though a lot of us feel like we're dragging ass when the weekend comes to an end, that creative and fertile energy combined with the start of the grind, I'm using super cringy air quotes, makes for a somewhat favorable day for money and prosperity spell work as well. And because of the close relationship between the moon and the water element, Mondays are also excellent days for ritual cleansing baths or showers, as well as a visit to the seashore to sell seashells. No, but it is a great day to simply connect with the water element, Uh, take in the beauty of a body of water, perform some water magic, or cast other spells at the shore. Mondays are ideal days for honoring any lunar deities you might work with, uh, or if you want to start working with one, a great way to start is with an offering. Some of these lunar deities and spirits include, but are not limited to, Amphitrite, Arianrod, Artemis, Aenea, Bendi, Chandra, Koyosalqui, Diana, Hathor, Hecate, Hina, Isis, Ekshel, Kansu, Luna, Passify, Selene, Thoth, and the Triple Goddess, just to name a few. Lunar plant spirits to enhance your Monday workings include aloe, camellia, gardenia, jasmine, lotus, moonflower, moonwort, mugwort, myrrh, poppy, pumpkin, sandalwood, seaweed, water lily, and willow. Colors are white and silver or blue if you're working with the water element. And speaking of that, the element is water. Metal is silver, and gemstones and minerals include agate, angelite, aquamarine, clear calcite, herkimer diamond, moonstone, morganite, opal, quartz, sapphire, selenite, and turquoise. And from the sea, white coral, mother of pearl, mussel, and pearl the ruling zodiac sign is cancer. And finally, the associated tarot cards with the moon are the chariot, the high priestess, and the moon. (laughs) So, Monday. Mondays have gotten a really bad rap thanks to, you know, work and all the horrors that come with that. But it, energetically speaking, is a very sacred day. I mean, everything I just said about its lunar associations are enough to establish that fact, but Monday is considered a sacred day in various cultures and belief systems for several reasons. So... Of course, the first and foremost reason are all those awesome lunar associations we just discussed. The moon has long been revered as a celestial body with profound influences on tides, cycles, and emotions. And Monday is named after the moon in many languages. For example, lunis in Spanish, lundi in French, and of course, monday in English. But from these lunar associations, associations... But from these lunar associations, more reasons for Monday's sacredness branch off. The first of which is goddess worship. In many pagan and mythological traditions, Monday is associated with lunar deities or goddesses. For example, some modern pagans and witches worship the triple goddess, a three-formed goddess who typically is depicted as a maiden, mother, and crone meant to personify the stages of the moon waxing, full, and waning, or new. And in Roman mythology, Monday is associated with the goddess Luna, who also personifies the moon. The next branch on the sacred Monday tree is emotional and intuitive focus. The moon is often connected to emotions, intuition, and the subconscious mind. And as a result, Monday is believed to be a favorable day for introspection, self-reflection, and exploring one's emotional well-being. It is a time to nurture and connect with our intuitive and compassionate aspects. Next is spiritual practices. Uh, as many spiritual and esoteric practices assign specific activities to different days of the week, Monday is often associated with practices such as meditation, divination, dream work, uh, and connecting with the spiritual realm and is believed to be an auspicious day for developing psychic abilities, engaging in spiritual rituals, and working with the energies of the moon. And finally, new beginnings and cycles. Monday is seen as a day of new beginnings and fresh starts, much like the beginning of the week. It is a time to set intentions, plan for the future, and align oneself with the natural cycles of growth and change represented by the moon. Uh, And it is important to note, as mentioned earlier, that the significance of Monday as a sacred day may vary across different cultures, belief systems, and individual spiritual practices. While some traditions hold Monday in high regard, others may emphasize different days or have their own unique associations. Ultimately, the sacredness of any day is subjective and can be shaped by personal beliefs, lived experiences, and cultural influences. So... What I mentioned earlier about Monday holding the energy of fresh starts and new beginnings, like the beginning of the week. The beginning of the week. That's Sunday, though, right? Let's argue about it. (laughs) Just kidding. But there is good reason why many might argue about it. Because really, is it Sunday or Monday? Most will say it's Sunday while agreeing that Monday feels like the beginning of the week. So what gives? Well, I looked it up, of course, and I'm only a little ashamed of not knowing this off the top of my head because it still left me wanting to argue. So here goes. The first day of the week is Sunday. Sort of. At least here in the U.S. it is. And Canada and Japan, I think. Why? Well... The Gregorian calendar currently used in most countries is derived from the Hebrew calendar, where Sunday is considered the beginning of the week. However, according to calendar.com, that's two R's, Monday is the first day of the week, as stated by the International Standard for Representation of Dates and Times, ISO 8601. ISO 8601 covers the worldwide exchange and communication of date and time related data. It is maintained by the International Organization for Standardization and was first published in 1988. However, however, in the United States and Canada, Sunday is still considered to be the start of the week. And this is because of religious reasons. Sunday has always been regarded as the first day of the week for religious reasons, beginning in ancient times, back in Egypt, when Sunday was set aside as the most important day of the week, and thus the one that was at the start. The day of the sun was observed in honor of the sun god Ra, the chief of all astral bodies, making Sunday the first of all days. For those of Christian and Jewish faith, Sunday is important not only because it is the day when God created earth, It also comes after the holy day of rest on the seventh day, or the Sabbath, Saturday. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Genesis 2, 3. In the Jewish faith, this places Sunday as the first day of the week in accordance with the creation tale as it comes after the Sabbath. And in Catholicism, it also states in the Bible that the church is meant to assemble on the first day of the week, which would be Sunday Mass. For Christians, since Emperor Constantine, Sunday is the day of worship and rest. It is also the day when Jesus resurrected, and thus the most sacred day in the Christian faith. This makes Sunday the first day of the week, as it is the most important when they must congregate together in church. On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul began talking to them, intending to leave the next day, and he prolonged his message until midnight, Acts 27. And yet, all of this is despite the fact that United States also widely considers Monday as the first day of the week for logistic purposes, such as companies paying their employees. And let's not forget about ISO 8601. With the arrival of industrialization, people began measuring their days according to a five-day work week, which begins on a Monday. It was back in 1878 that the term weekend was first recorded as being the period between the close of one working or business or school week and the beginning of the next, referring to Saturday and Sunday and placing Sunday at the end of the week. This was mostly done in European countries and is likely what the ISO 8601 first published in 1988 was based on to create a standard of the representation of dates and time. So most countries in Europe consider Monday to be the first day of the week. But in the United States, Sunday is still considered the first day of the week, while Monday is the first day of the working week. So there you have it. You can see why all of that basically settles no arguments at all. Uh, So regardless of all this, we really can't deny that Monday does bring the energy of new beginnings. And that may be thanks to industrialization, but it is already built in and permanently settled into our minds. And it turns out that is reflected in the workforce and beyond. As it seems, Monday is the most productive day for most people. I know, I was kind of shocked, but I guess I need to get on this train. According to FastCompany.com, you may be working for the weekend, but when it comes to actually getting work done, Monday is the most productive day, according to a study by Redbooth. The data collaboration software provider found that the highest percentage of tasks, roughly 20.4%, are completed on Monday compared to Friday when only 16.7% of work tasks are accomplished. I definitely feel that one. Tuesday is a close second, counting for 20.2% of work. And that's very close to Monday, and I totally get the Mars energy lighting a match under your bum. Still processing the Monday stat, though. To quote Given the relatively low completion levels on the latter days of the week, it's likely that Monday is the catch up day at work, according to the report. Oh, so basically, Monday is productive because Friday we slacked off. Okay. I get it now. (laughs) Productivity coach Deb Lee says there's more to it, though. According to her, Mondays are prime for work because they feel like a fresh start. When you've had the weekend to take a break, relax, and regroup, you come back to work fresher than when you walked out the door the previous Friday, she says. We tend to tackle our work week by week, which means Monday can often be less stressful than, say, a Thursday or a Friday when those end-of-the-week deadlines are approaching. That stress-free, clean-slate feeling on Monday morning can inspire creativity and boost productivity. Focus is often at its highest at the beginning of the work week, adds Scott Amix, author of Strive, How Doing the Things Most Uncomfortable Leads to Success. On Mondays, you have a vantage point, looking at your priorities for the week, and then appropriately applying your highest level of concentration to the harder tasks, he says. (laughs) So there you have it. Well... It's Memorial Day weekend, so rather than attempting to test this theory and inevitably ending up asking myself, why are you like this? I'll be sleeping. But I will be working a little extra something into my daily practice to honor and tap into some of the energies that Monday brings. And these are the water element. As we've already heard, Monday is an excellent day for getting more acquainted with uh, not only the water element itself, but the energies of our emotional selves, typically hidden or held back from most of the outside world. You can do this with evocations, meditations, spell work, or even physically immersing yourself in water, be it a natural lake, river, or the ocean, or simply the bathtub or the shower. Uh, the colors blue, white, silver, and gray. This can be done with the clothing that you choose, the color candles you decide to burn, a piece of jewelry or your personal surroundings, or a piece of art you choose to create. You can even meditate on how these colors make you feel and if you could use a little more of that energy in your life. Next is the tarot cards, the high priestess, and the moon. You can try placing these cards on your altar and studying their meanings and symbolism. Uh, Maybe try embodying the high priestess for a day, or sleep with the card under your pillow to encourage prophetic dreams or a closer connection with the energies of the card itself. If you have access to certain plant spirits like birch, bluebell, chamomile, elder, gardenia, jasmine, moonwort, myrtle, poppy, white rose, violet, willow, or wormwood, Monday is an excellent day to work on building a relationship or a connection with them. It's also a great day to consider planting or growing one in your garden or burning some as an incense during divination. Uh, Next, you can also try connecting to crystal and mineral spirits such as emerald, moonstone, clear quartz, pearl, and sapphire. Sure. I'd love to connect with some emeralds, pearls, and sapphires. Give me some. (laughs) Uh, And you can also work with the metal, silver. Deities, spirits, and angels that are heavily associated with Monday uh, makes this making this a great day for honoring them or beginning to attempt communication, make offerings, or practice invocation. These are uh, a few, but not limited to Hecate, Selene, Aegir, Thoth, St. Anne, Gabriel, St. Francis, Juno, the Marasa, Yemea, and Anastasia. And as far as activities, powers, and intentions go, Monday is a great day for the veneration of the dead, ancestors, spirit allies, etc. As well as some we've already mentioned for lunar associations, but here they are for Monday. Astral Realm, Clairvoyance, Creativity, Dreamwork, Emotions, Family, fertility, healing, the home, illumination, inspiration, intuition, love, general magic, prophecy, protection, psychic ability, travel, and truth. There you have it. So I mentioned healing just now. And given the healing energies of Mondays and the heavy association with the moon, I want to share a story of the Eye of Horus with you all. This is from Planets for Pagans by Rena Sheso. And though I already had an understanding of the symbolism of the eye of Horus, in reading this, I felt so much more moved by the story and its meaning. So here is the story. In ancient Egypt, a battle raged between the gods. In the twenty-eighth year of Osiris' reign, his jealous brother Set attacked Osiris, sealed him in a coffin, and tossed it into the Nile, which carried it away. Isis, Osiris' wife and a sister to both brothers, found the coffin and released and revived Osiris. But Set wasn't finished. Again, he attacked. This time, he dismembered Osiris, scattering the fourteen pieces throughout Egypt. Again, Isis set out to rescue her husband. She found the lost pieces, everything but Osiris' phallus. Never fear, with her magic, she crafted him a new one. Then she reassembled Osiris and again recalled him to life. Then Isis took a portion of Osiris's renewed life essence into herself. She coupled with Osiris and became pregnant with his child. Thus, Horus, the divine child of Isis and Osiris, was born. He was as wide-seeing as the high-soaring falcon that is his symbol, the sun his right eye, and the moon his left. But all too soon Horus was locked in battle with his uncle, Set. In their struggle, Set tore out Horus's left eye, ripped it apart, and scattered the small pieces far and wide. Now Thoth came to Horus's aid a god of writing and mathematics, a counselor both clever and wise, and a magician in his own right. Thoth found the pieces of Horus's moon eye and reassembled them. Then, since Thoth also understood the healing arts, he healed, made whole, the left eye of Horus. That eye became known as the Ujjet, a sign of wholeness and healing, and the moon itself. Okay. So before I let you go, I just wanted to give a reminder that I will be going live tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to not only perform the May monthly spell, which is a happy, healthy home candle and sigil spell, but to provide a crash course on sigil witchery, some history on the type of magical practice and specifically the method that I most often use when creating my own sigils. The live will be held on the private Patreon Facebook group. So if you are already signed up, be sure to hop on over at 6 p.m. But if you haven't signed up yet and think you'd like to give it a look-see, please go to patreon.com slash A is for agrimony. You can support the podcast for just $3 per month and get in on all the good stuff, including tonight's live, early release unedited video episodes, monthly spells, and bonus content. I'm always looking for ways to make the experience worthwhile so I hope you enjoy. Okay. That is all that I have for you today. So please be well and have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A is for Agrimony, coffee stained notes on witchcraft. If you like what you've been hearing, please drop me a review wherever you listen. If you want some more content, please go to www.aisforagrimony.com where you can find my blog, episode archive, spells and rituals, and soon to come, The Coven Shop. You can also follow me on Instagram at a underscore is underscore for underscore agrimony. That's an underscore in between every word or like my Facebook page, facebook.com slash a is for agrimony. Want to contact me? Shoot an email to reach Margo at a is for agrimony.com. And if you're interested in some exclusive bonus content, you can join me over on Patreon at patreon.com/a is for agramony where I share early release unedited video format episodes, weekly collective card readings, monthly spells and much more. You're also welcome to send me some snail mail if you're that kind of person to PO box 397, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, zip code 08003. I'd love a good surprise. <laughs> or not. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for listening. Be well and have an amazing weekend.